0: Good evening. You're listening to WNUR 89.3 FM, HD1, Evanston, Chicago. I'm Ilse von Heinberg and this is WNUR News at 6. Tonight, the new GSRC, a home away from home for LGBTQ plus wildcats, from studio to stage, M. Byhold's Maybe Life is Good journey, and the dining dollar drain. Those stories and more coming up. From Northwestern University, this is WNUR News at 6. The new Gender and Sexuality Resource Center includes new programming and resources to help students part of the LGBTQIA community. Paz Baum and Anavi Prakash have the story.
1: When you walk into the new Gender and Sexuality Resource Center or GSRC, You're met by a wall of brochures with information about mental health, gender-affirming care, and sexual health resources. Next to the wall is a library area where students can check out books relating to the LGBTQ
2: plus community. Past the check-in desk, just beyond the entrance area, is a shelf with games. Next to it is a shelf with safe sex resources like condoms, lubricant, and dental dams.
1: The rest of the space is filled with whiteboards, sturdy tables, and comfy furniture for students to use. In the back, there are offices for students to meet with the GSRC's professional staff.
2: I'm Anavi. And I'm Paz. And today, we're exploring the foundation and purpose of Northwestern's new and improved Gender and Sexuality Resource Center. For Mattel first-year Amelia
1: Freeland, the GSRC gives her the space to just exist as a person. I think there's a lot of places that are like you have to actively be doing something there. There's pressure and there's not a lot of places that are just
3: small communities where you can relax. For me, the GSRC is a place of community and it's a place for queer people to just come and, yeah, belong
2: and have a safe space. That was Weinberg fourth-year Ashanti Hatchett, who works at the front desk of the GSRC. The new space, located in the Foster Walker Complex, has various events, programs, and resources for LGBTQ Wildcats. Students can use the space to participate in programming, hang out alone, or connect with other students.
1: Hatchet is also part of the Black Health and Wellness Collective. We also like to create space for Black
3: queer students, and so, so we've collaborated with Rainbow Alliance and with the GSRC for space for Black queer students.
1: Freeland said that she likes to go to the GSRC on Tuesdays because of Tuesday Tea, a weekly event where students can stop by
2: and grab a warm drink.
1: I just get hot chocolate for a second in between classes, which is always nice.
2: Weinberg third-year Sarah Wax said she enjoyed the movie night, co-hosted by the GSRC and Rainbow Alliance, Northwestern's LGBTQIA plus student organization.
3: It was really nice to see the space so full. And there's an entire, like, TV lounge that's kind of, like, in, like, the main area. And it was packed. And I thought that was so nice to see so many people there.
2: The new space was created after Rainbow Alliance proposed an expansion of the GSRC at an Associated Student Government meeting. Hatchet said student input was taken into account while designing the GSRC. The new center is a far cry from how the space looked before.
3: The GSRC used to be in this tiny little nook on the third floor of Norris. It was not conducive to community building at all. Um, And it kind of felt like the school was putting LGBTQ students on the side burner. So finally, like having this huge space with so many different uses, so many different resources, I think it says a lot about A, how far we've come, but also just how much we've worked for it and how much
1: how important this was to us as a community to work towards it for wax although the gsrc is a move in the right direction she said it is only functional so long as students are aware of its existence and its services we're just in flex and there are so many things in flex and it's
3: very easy to get lost and like not be able to find where you should be going
1: she continued on to say that the space is mostly used by sophomores and juniors, many of whom were involved in establishing it.
3: The freshmen don't know what's there unless they've like found out through a grapevine, and we've done a lot of trying to outreach with that, but I think we deserve more.
2: In the future, Wax hopes that the GSRC will receive more funding and a dedicated building so that it is more visible to students on campus. Nonetheless, Wax and Freeland agreed that the space is an improvement from what the GSRC was before.
1: In a sense, it's a home away from home on campus. I do think it's probably one of the best places on campus to hang out because it's very small and cozy. It feels like a living room. The space is open on weekdays from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and can be accessed by all students on the ground floor of Plax. Oh, I want people to know that the doors are open for you to come through just to
3: hang out or if you need help. With anything.
2: For WNUR News, I'm Pah And I'm Anavi Prakash.
0: Up next, Kara Totley explores the inspiration behind M. Byhold's latest single, Maybe Life is Good, and follows her journey to her first headline tour.
4: If there wills an award for being convinced that. It's been exactly a week since Valentine's Day. And if you weren't one of those people celebrating the holiday with a partner or friends or just completely confident in your single status, it can be an emotional time. a time when you start pulling out your playlist filled with emotional music. Luckily for you, upcoming artists and byhold would be a perfect addition to that playlist. Byhold is a Los Angeles-based, emotionally transparent artist who stepped into the spotlight in 2022 with the release of her self-written major-label debut single, Numb Little Bug. The song went viral on TikTok and peaked at number 18 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. It would later become a platinum record. Byhold has since released an EP and various singles, including the February 9th release of Maybe Life Is Good. WNUR was invited to Byhold's press conference ahead of the single's release.
5: Writing that song was what I call like a life vest out of depression. I was not feeling any of the feelings that I sang about while I was writing it, but it was truly like a manifesting of more positivity. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think the song talks about how like, you know, we always want it to be good, but the truth is that life is good and bad existing at the same time, and that's okay. And it's also like, you know, I went through kind of a dark time, but you have to go through it. You can't just put a band-aid over it and just like be happy all of a sudden.
4: Byhold's latest single acknowledges the highs and lows of life. Like her past releases, the song draws from her relationships with anxiety and depression.
5: I've never been hesitant to be vulnerable because that's the reason I started writing in the first place. Like before even releasing anything, I just wrote for myself.
4: Embracing her vulnerability and sharing it with the world has brought her a new sense of joy.
5: Promoting a song called Maybe Life is Good has made my life better, I would say, uh, because you're kind of forced to have this like positive outlook.
4: Which is notably beneficial considering the challenges she had last year.
5: My goal for this year is maintaining the happiness that I have found because 2023, if I'm being real, was a very long depressive episode with a lot of writer's block and a lot of things that you don't want to happen when you have just entered the music industry (laughs) um so I feel like yeah I've, I've just focused on like think a healthier lifestyle being easier on myself like just little things that honestly make me more productive I think I was really pushing myself like oh my gosh you need to know the answer to this song and you need to always have ideas and like by pushing myself so hard, I just completely put this wall up between me and creativity. And I feel like, um, yeah, just kind of backing off of that a little bit.
4: And as someone who uses her mental health as inspiration for her songs, it's a unique hurdle.
5: As music has become my job, and what that looks like is like having a lot of sessions where I'm writing songs all the time, it's a little difficult to like dig deeply into my soul so much and like often with strangers that I haven't met before in a writing room because I think doing so much of that and then you don't always get the song it can just kind of lead to burnout
4: despite these difficulties byhold continues to be vulnerable in her music
5: cuz the other thing is that I'll also write about my anxiety a lot but that if I'm always writing about my anxiety I'm just continuing the feelings of anxiety and bringing those back up so it's been an interesting um journey to figure out how to not to, like deplete myself but As an artist, if I'm going to be anything, it's going to be honest and blunt and true, and that's that will always remain.
4: Even with potential risk of burnout and depletion, there's still a cathartic element to writing about your feelings.
5: I will say the production went through like an insufferable amount of versions to get it right. (laughs) So life wasn't feeling so good when we were working on the song because it took so many. Um, But I just, I knew that I needed that song.
4: Yet part of what led her to become an emotional singer-songwriter was a departure from her classical musical background.
5: I'll say that I started writing because I got bored playing classical music, so I'd be playing like Bach or Chopin or whatever, and then I would just see where else it could go rather than where it was supposed to go because I wasn't quite interested in, in like playing the notes that were written down for me I wanted to make my own.
4: Although she still does have some favorite pieces, including Black Coffee. Accompanying the release of Maybe Life is Good is M's first headline tour, Maybe Life is Good Tour, which had its first show yesterday, February 20th, in San Francisco, California, which sold out. However, this isn't the first time Byhold is taking on the big stage. She has opened for artists like the Jonas Brothers and Louis Capaldi, which has helped her with dealing with her stage fright and becoming a better performer.
5: I'm so grateful to be touring, but I never dreamed of touring. That was like beyond what my music dream was. So I think all of it has been just like a big learning curve. Byhold's
4: prior experience also made her realize how important endurance is to performing and just having fun.
5: For a while I was concerned about, I need to put on the most perfect show, but but then it seems like more robotic than human and fun. And I think it's better to like miss a few notes, but like be laughing and like connected to the audience.
4: Having established a space for people to get together to be open about their feelings and mental health, it felt only right for Byhold to partner with Active Minds for her tour.
5: If I can do a little part in making the world just a little bit better, I'm always going to choose that.
4: Active Minds is a nonprofit organization dedicated to mental health, especially among young adults, by providing resources and reducing the stigma surrounding mental health. Byhold is working with the organization for the tour, where a dollar per ticket will go to support Active Minds' mission. But it doesn't stop there. She is also working with Headcount, who will be traveling on the road with her to make sure her fans are registered to vote.
5: Change happens at the local levels and I think just part of that is like having the youth actually engage in voting. And if you look at the statistics, uh, not not a lot of youth actually do vote. So I think just making that easily, success, uh, not easily accessible, that's the word I'm looking for, for my fan base just felt like a, an important thing that I'd love to be a part of.
4: With the new song out, a tour underway with multiple sold out shows and a platinum record under her belt, what could be next for the artist? Byhold says.
5: Hopefully an album would be really great. I think the writing process has been difficult for me because I'm so specific in what I want to be doing. And I think just like cracking the code to what makes an M song would be really great. So I'm really just thinking about like nailing my craft more than your typical like I want a Grammy or I want this like I'm not even thinking about that. I just want to be really proud of what I'm doing.
4: But there are certain moments in Bihold's Journey where she experiences that sense of pride and I've made it kind of moment.
5: I flew my parents out to come watch Jimmy Fallon. And I think that day we were all like, what is going on? Because like, I don't know, once you're on that stage, it's just like, what? <laughs> I, I feel like it just seemed too surreal to be true. And also then being there because they've been with me through this whole journey and all the highs and the lows and like my mom and I cried and that was a very special one.
4: Hopefully, Byhold's future will be filled with more moments like that. But until then, her music will remain a staple in everyone's sad hours playlist. For WNUR News, I'm Cara all right.
0: The end of winter quarter is almost upon us, which means dining dollars might be looking a little scarce for some students. Or are they? Juliet Allen checks in.
6: The end of winter quarter is rapidly approaching. This means that finals are just around the corner, spring break plans are made, and dining dollars are running out.
4: I have 40 dining dollars and 67 cents left. Yeah, $59 and 20 cents.
6: $35 and nine cents. I have $73 and 53 cents. If you're unfamiliar, dining dollars are part of most Northwestern meal plans. Students can buy meals, coffee, and snacks from dining establishments in Norris and across campus. They offer a welcome break from the standard dining hall meal swipes and meal exchanges. The catch? They're limited. It happened four or five times per quarter. I would be the one who's checking them out and they run out of dining dollars. That's Weinberg sophomore Margaret Sprigg Dudley, who worked at Brew Coffee Lab in Main Library last year. It was a popular spot for dining dollars, so Sprigg Dudley would start to see a pattern at the cash register. You know at the beginning of the quarter it's very simple i say how do you want to pay and everyone just says dining dollars and it's easy and then there's this transition in the middle of the quarter where you start to see like i'll ask how do you want to pay and there's this period of time where people keep saying dining dollars and then i start getting people who discover they've run out through me and then at the end of the quarter everyone is paying just with money there And if someone comes up and it's paying with dining dollars, like, that's an exciting moment for me. Dining dollars are a precious commodity for first- and second-year students who are required to purchase the open-access meal plan. The mandatory meal plan for underclassmen includes unlimited meal swipes, five meal exchanges a week, and 125 dining dollars per quarter. While many students spend their dining dollars throughout the quarter, some take advantage of the fact that they roll over i
7: currently have 165
6: dining dollars school of Communications sophomore georgia mann still has plenty of spending power while she said she doesn't specifically plan out her dining dollar usage she's following a pattern similar to her freshman year
7: last year i didn't spend much time in norris in the fall so there wasn't many chances for me to use my dining dollars and then i got to winter and i was like oh my gosh i have so many i should use them and then i didn't and then spring I use them pretty steadily. And then like the last three weeks of spring, I still had like 175 dining dollars left. And I was like, oh yeah, let's go crazy. And then I got like a lot of little treats while I was like ready to be done with school. I've been studying a little bit more in the winter this year than I did last year. But obviously I still have a
6: lot left (laughs) and it's almost the end of the quarter. So I feel like I'm on a pretty similar track where I'm just going to go bananas at the end of the year. And for every student like man who saves their dining dollars, there are also students like Weinberg freshman Taz Ahmed.
5: Uh, I have $4.03 left in dining dollars.
6: Ahmed's dining dollars dropped into the single digits around week five of this quarter.
5: I use it when I feel like it, you know, I don't really have a strategy, I don't really mind.
6: Of course, students who run out early in the quarter always have the option of paying with real money.
5: I remember last quarter, I did start spending my own money, and maybe I'll do that later if I really want something. But so far, I, don't, I haven't really had the craving.
6: Whether students are rolling in the dough, spacing out their spending, or flat out, there's always the question, Is $125 per quarter enough?
5: No. I don't think it's like too little. I think it's a fair amount. 150 would be a nice zero number that I like, but you know, 125 is still fine.
7: I live in a residential college and get a lot of random snacks on a normal basis. I think it's fair, but I also acknowledge that I am coming from a biased place of not being desperate for snacks and Starbucks all the time.
4: We need a little more. I feel like if it was like 200, that would be really great. But like 125 is a little, is a little low. Uh,
6: Carter Dining Dollars. Uh, Dining Dollars. From Evanston, I'm Juliet Allen, WNUR News.
0: Northwestern athletics continues to tear up the field and the court. As postseason play nears for winter sports, spring sports are starting to kick into high gear. Brendan Prizman has the Sports Report.
8: Hi, I'm Brendan Prizman. Here's your NU Sports Report for this week. Northwestern men's basketball finally got a win on the road. The Wildcats defeated Indiana 76-72 to on Sunday behind a career-high tying 26 points from Ryan Langborg. He was joined in his scoring attack by Nick Martinelli and Matt Nicholson, both of whom posted double-doubles. Martinelli scored 13 points and grabbed 13 rebounds, and Nicholson chipped in 14 points and a career-high 16 rebounds. It was the first Big Ten road win for the Wildcats, and their fourth straight win over Indiana. The Wildcats will take the court again at home tomorrow night against Michigan. Boo Booey sits just five points away from the program's scoring record. As for the women's team, they've now lost four games in a row. Against Nebraska yesterday, the team's offense fell flat in a 75-50 loss. The Wildcats are now 8-17 overall and just 3-11 in conference play. The lone bright spots were Maggie Pina and Haley Weaver, who had 12 and 11 points, respectively. Northwestern will have a chance to snap the skid on Sunday, when they take on Michigan at home. In baseball, the Wildcats opened the season on the road against Tulane. In a series dominated by offense, Northwestern came up short winning the first game but losing the next two. In the first game, Northwestern took a 9-0 victory behind six innings of beautiful pitching from Nolan Moore. Moore gave up just five hits in his outing, and reliever Garrett Shearer allowed just one hit in his three innings of work. The next two games, losses by scores of 6-2 and 12-9, weren't quite as fun for the Wildcats, but still boded well for the future. Over the weekend as a whole, Tyler Gaines led the way offensively with five hits, four runs, and four runs batted in. They'll be back on the diamond this weekend against Duke. As for lacrosse, the defending national champions continued the beginning stages of their climb back to the mountaintop last week. Last Friday against Notre Dame, the Wildcats lost for the first time in over a calendar year. Despite three players scoring multiple goals, Northwestern was unable to get any offensive consistency. The Wildcats also turned the ball over 21 times, leading to a 14-10 loss. However, that script was flipped on Monday against Marquette. Northwestern dominated the Golden Eagles, winning by a stunning score of 21-3. Seven different Wildcats scored multiple goals, including four goal games from Dylan Amonti and Madison Taylor. Izzy Skane, last year's leading scorer with 99 goals, added a hat trick of her own, and Aaron Koykendahl tallied four assists. It was the largest margin of victory for Northwestern lacrosse since their 24-3 victory over Youngstown State almost a year ago. It also tied the highest scoring output for the Wildcats in a single game since they scored 21 goals against Albany last April 8th. Northwestern is back in action tomorrow to kick off a two-game road trip. Their matchup against Colorado could mark a major milestone. Skane is just four goals away from 300 for her career. That concludes your NU Sports Report for this week. For more information about upcoming games, as well as how you can watch the Wildcats live, visit www.nusports.com. I'm Brendan Prizman, WNUR News.
0: Now for a brief look at the forecast. Mother Nature loves to give us false hope. This warm weather won't last forever. Tomorrow has a high of 47 with a low of 36 and a chance of rain. On Friday, expect windy conditions with a high of 38 and a low of 24. And moving into the weekend, Saturday we'll see a high of 35 and a low of 32, and clear skies with a hint of clouds. Taking a look into the headlines in Evanston, Chicagoland, and across the nation and globe, Northwestern's Bean and School of Music has an opera opening tomorrow night. The show, Hansel and Gretel, is one of three operas it puts on yearly. The show runs Thursday through Sunday. A fire in a South Shore high-rise has injured at least seven, one of which is an infant. The fire has been put out and all injured people have been hospitalized. Alabama is seeking to carry out its second execution by nitrogen gas. The method is controversial over its humaneness. And Biden announced that he will be canceling student loans for 153,000 people today. He said that student loans are too expensive in the U.S. Loan forgiveness is a large part of his presidential campaign. That's all for WNUR News at 6 p.m. For more news updates and reports, follow us on X at WNUR News and Instagram at WNUR News 893. You can listen to these and other WNUR news stories on our website, WNURNews.org. That's WNURNews.org. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Our producer today is Gabby Schell, and our reporters are Paz Baum, Anavi Prakash, Kara Totley, Julia Allen, and Brendan Prisman. I'm Ilsa von Heinberg. Catch our next newscast Friday, February 23rd. Now, back to scheduled programming.